now now nystagmus you can't you cannot say the next one without singing a little song first right about what? your your previous life oh i yeah? got it i yeah? got it you know about your previous remember your previous life but now you no. eat humble pie you don't you don't remember your previous you don't life? remember your unspeakable wife queen lisa nope once don't you remember. were the king of Spain, no, now you eat humble pie. pie. <laughs> you don't, you don't. Um, Nystagmus, I declare you the ruiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast, where we suck so you don't have to. I'm your host, Moisos. Raising Zozo and Nystagmus. I'm I'm back. Apparently, it's been a while. I feel like it's been forever. Has <laughs> any has anything exciting happened in nothing at all. at all? It's no, all no. been unchanged. It's been an unchanging land of of staleness and boredom. Yep. Basically, Civ stopped when you went away, and I was away too. So Civ stopped entirely, and there's nothing new to report. So we're done for the week. Yeah, this, this, right. honestly, there's actually not even not, nothing happening today. So nothing like, happened. we're just here to say hello to you guys. See you later. Bye. Have a good yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to follow and subscribe. <laughs> follow and subscribe. No, it's patch day, everybody. Holy crap, dude. The April patch has dropped. It is exciting. There's so much to go through. 3,200 and something words. Are you guys, do you, do you guys like English class? Do you like grading essays? Because we're about to grade one right now. Ready? Yep. Awesome. Also, I love grading essays. Yes. I'm loving the very first part of the patch notes. Go through it, man. Hey, take the lead. So honestly, if like all the patches did were like, okay, man, we're gonna just give you guys a trebuchet, I would have been like, that's awesome. I I and that that's like that's the best thing that could happen for the Frontier Pass. I'm wait I was waiting for this unit for like the longest time. <laughs> I, I don't even know what it does differently than the catapult or anything like that. I just want a trebuchet. I want to be able to hurl a 200 kilogram stone over uh, 400 meters. That's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> and and they're going to let me do that in the game this Sunday. That's 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 all I care about. So I'm so happy that the trebuchet now. So medieval unit catapult upgrade. So you're going to go from a catapult to the trebuchet, which, of course, is the siege promotion class. Uh, it upgrades to the bombard. So that makes complete sense. It always felt kind of weird. I like these new middle units because it always felt like there's a huge step up, right? You went yeah. from like just throwing a rock at a wall to like basically blasting <laughs> it with a powder. cannon, right? <laughs> so um, I like like these new middling units because it really gives a better seamless flow of, of things instead of going from like, you know, uh, chopping with swords to basically uh, uh, cosplaying as Grandmaster Chief, right? So... <laughs> uh it's a, it's a little much but okay <laughs> hey hyperbole is the is the language of of gamers so basically yeah uh so i i just can't wait i'm gonna my first act this sunday is to try to build an army of trebuchets so that oh we can have God. so we can have a new uh catapult thing that allows us to like just make fun of it so um i'm gonna make armies of trebuchets that's what's gonna happen <laughs> so how do you feel you're gonna you're getting challenged right now well, if like I understand the army of catapults, but like I don't know if I can quite grasp an army of trebuchets. It doesn't seem as impressive. It's closer to the appropriate era that you should have uh, mobilization. 
So sorry, Nystagmus. Uh, what if what if I showed you guys an army of slingers or warriors? That'd be mm. impressive. Army of yeah. slingers or warriors? Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 longer army of scouts. Army of scouts. Yes. <laughs> army of scouts. I don't think would be that tricky. Moy Moy makes an army of workers and breaks the game somehow. <laughs> You can't. You can't make an army of workers. Nine charges. It has nine charges. That would that would actually be kind of cool if somehow you could make an army of workers and they just get a bigger and a bigger group. And it's just like if they're in proximity to things, they can work on stuff. But make it like themed, so it's like workers, but then like engineering team after that, and then uh, well now you know after that with that. You know, Carl can take this and make the Frontier Pass 2 and where they'll introduce the armies of civilian units because we came up with that right now. And he's going to be like, oh, my God, it's genius. I'm going to propose it and everyone will think I'm a genius like all our other ideas. <laughs> Anyways, we have a lot to go through, so let's not waste too much time. You're the <laughs> one wasting time. I want to talk about men at arms. Go for it, man. Go for it. Men at arms? There are men at arms in here? That was a lame Simpsons reference. Nystagmus knows the exact episode I was referring to. Men alive? There are men alive? Men alive. Yeah, um, burns is uh, uh oil uh pump basically right yeah yeah man at arms the macemen of civ 6 finally exist uh so no longer do we go from swordmen to musketeers from swords to guns now we've got this middleman the medieval era swordman upgrade for the melee promotion class that also upgrades into the musketeer. So now we actually have a middle phase here. Medieval times have never been wilder than they are <laughs> in the new Civ Frontier Pass. I guess is this is this is post Frontier Pass, eh? Technically, yeah. Would this, this be is, considered well, post? This is the final one. So, oh, they, oh is, is this the final part of it? The final Frontier Pass update. Okay, okay? the final okay. Frontier. Well, final then that new explains Frontier Pass update. That explains that uh, unique units that will upgrade into this unit, the Roman Legion, the Congolese uh, Memba, the Macedon uh, Hypatist, the Persian Immortal, <laughs> the Moritawa, and the Gaelic uh, Gestai. I guess, was that entertaining <laughs> for you guys? How much I could butcher? So many words back oh to back. I'm pretty sure you got you one of them right. You got yeah, one you of got them one right. Of them right. All of the units that I just mentioned, they're all uh, man-at-arms. So all of the swordmen can upgrade into those. They're now the middleman, and all of those can upgrade into the musketmen. Okay, wait. I think you. I don't think you no, said no, that. No, no, you right. mix it up. So yeah, 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 the yeah. one thing I always wanted to talk about was that we'll this upgrade is into this unit. Into this yeah. unit. That's what I said. Do these million units indirectly nerf or make them less powerful? than civilizations that have special units that are medieval units. So, for example, the Japanese samurai, which normally would only fight swordsmen, right? Because it's a medieval unit, so not a lot of everyone gets musketmen in time, right? But now there's a middling unit that's a little bit more powerful, so maybe it doesn't make, by comparison... Uh, I know, I, I know, Carl, you took it on account, but I just want... I know it's on people's minds, so we actually broach it, right? So... <laughs> So I, my mix, sorry, the, I, I was, the, the second part of this is unique units now replacing 
this unit are the berserker, the go. samurai, and uh, the the kufser or whatever. Kevser, uh, shut up! I'm gonna say kufser. Got the kufser. Georgian kevser. Georgian kufser coming to you live, uh, representing the medieval man at arms, the kufser. Anyways, those are all replaced. But I hear Anastagmus is saying, you know, do these guys get a little crappier now that, uh, and I, I imagine the answer is no. It's been well play tested and your fears are unfounded, um, Nystagmus. That's that's my guess. Well, because they made swordsmen weaker and they, and I know that they made swordsmen Not slightly weaker. Ne necessarily. They buffed every unique unit up by three points. So like everybody okay. just has every, so they just made everybody's unique unit just better. So that's how they solved it. Uh, they, we'll go into specifics later. They they mention it later, so uh, that's the time to do that. So then we have the line infantry, the the unit before the infantry that comes out in the modern era. So this comes out in the industrial era, and it upgrades it to infantry. It upgrades from a conquistador which can turn into a line infantry and a janissary, which replaces the musketmen, turns into a line infantry. Uh, these unique units also are replaced by Imperial, Guard Imperial, French, and the English Redcoats. So those will replace the line infantry. You guys ready to go into the maps? There's two new maps as well. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about them too. Are we going to try these maps? We, we have to, right? We have to. So yeah. the first one is the Mediterranean and the TSL True Start Location Mediterranean. I know we have some pretty big fans of True Start Mediterranean. I think, Zoe, you were really excited about this one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. As long as it's good. It's got to be good, Moy. If it's what no good. Defines, what defines good? My beef with most of the past European style maps is there was just way too much not Europe or like Eastern Europe, you know, to the point that it just it, it really the Europe map was like this small bowl of interest and then this gigantic plane of boredom. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> that, at least Russia. that's the Europe hey, that map. Guy, that that's gigantic the Europe plane map. of boredom is Russia. You, you pay sure. your respects. Sure. <laughs> I, I would have been fine if they stopped at like the Balkans and I don't know. Uh, so hopefully this map, though, with Mediterranean, it's like going to be on huge, too. Right. So hopefully it's detailed. No, no. huge is the earth. My guy, you're way ahead. You'll Whoa, see. we're at Mediterranean. Oh, it's a large this like, map. This is a large map. Way ahead. One ahead. You're way ahead. You're way ahead, bro. Whatever. Bro, large map, ahead. huge map. It's <laughs> like what? Two, two squares difference. What? Something like that. Between a huge and a, and a, it's like so. It's large as ten sieves, huge as twelve. Sieves. I mean, map size. I map size. It's it, yeah. it it's significant, but anyways, fine, whatever. Large map, great. And then uh, we have the TSL huge Earth map right after that. So there's been pictures of like Atlantis between the two continents of of North America and Europe, but like they claim. On their dev stream, they claim, I'm doing air quotes for the people listening, claim that there's nothing there. But it's clearly on the on the preview picture. Do you guys think it's going to be there? Like legit, is there, do you think there's going to, do you think they implemented some sort of Easter egg to put Atlantis in there? What do you think would even happen? 
uh, Aquaman? Well, first of all, <laughs> it's debatable, Moy, where Atlantis is actually located. Some people put it past the arms of Hercules, the pillars of Hercules, where others suggest it may be between the northern and North America and Europe. But even further studies have confirmed that it may have, in fact, be Antarctica. Now, I'm not saying that it's aliens, but it's aliens. And, uh, of course... Uh, in the uh, Antarctica Atlantean version, that's when the predator and the alien uh, yes. show up every so often to fight each other in ritual combat. <laughs> so obviously, more you wanted aliens as a new sieve. That's what this is all about. Oh, my God. What is yeah. with you two guys? Yeah. You guys are so related. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Needless to say, Moy, these maps are going to be really great, and we're looking forward to trying them out. Yes. Okay. Now, to the fun stuff. The Persive change there's a lot that goes in here Z uh uh nystagmus you go first i'll go second so you can go third sure so aztecs oh right, give me the one where i'm gonna butcher all the names now of stuff right so i'm not gonna be able to <laughs> the uh talachi or talachi uh talachi right uh, i think i pronounced it i'm not sure talachi talachi yeah i don't know um they added plus one culture um in the rise and fall and gathering storm uh part of it they added plus two culture so, so does that mean plus Three culture overall, because that's pretty decent. That's a lot. Yeah, it's not insignificant, especially for a doubled or triple first culture. right away. I don't think I don't even think that has a prerequisite. Does it? Well, it's it's um it's the it's, it's a builder, the right? No, oh, no, 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 no. It's in the oh, entertainment oh, complex, which is oh. why it's like not a. Okay, it, that's this a, is debatably the worst tie uh the unique infrastructure in the game. Before. Right. So right. now it gives you like plus one amenity from entertainment and then also now plus three supposedly culture. So that's that's like that's equivalent to actually I think that's more than than an amphitheater. An amphitheater gives you two, but the, the, it gets upgraded with city states. But it, initially it only gives you two. So it's better than the first building in the theater square. Think about that. Hmm? Riddle me this. Yeah, so you have, a, you have just another opportunity to get culture. You get two districts that can give you lots of culture, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Australia. Australia just had the only change that they made because they're in, incredibly good is that they have a tier two start bias to coast. Tier two base. The best tier you can get is tier one. That means you're almost guaranteed it. So tier two is pretty good. They have a high priority for the coast. That means that they will have more. Uh, breathtaking tiles for them to put their districts on so it's going to be a buff to the australia simming person not looking forward to playing someone playing australia if peppermint butler plays australia in his life i think we'd all die very fast i think we'd all die if peppermint butler played any civ against any one of us playing any other civ <laughs> i'm like i'm pretty sure like it doesn't matter like i can get russia and he can get you know Georgia or something like that, and I'm gonna get hey, like don't crushed. Leave Georgia alone, man. They may change <laughs> to her too. Uh, and so, what did they do to what did they do to you? Huh? What they do to me? We kind of discussed this on uh, last week. So Canada, gathering storms has now the best west, the best, the last best west, increased the yields of mines and lumber mills on snow tundra and snow hills and tundra hills to plus two. So that's an ad additional plus one from their original one. And then increase the yield of campuses on these terrains by camps, two camps 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 
I was like when I first arrived at campus, I didn't notice anything about campuses, uh, camps uh, to plus two food. And then farms now provide plus two food on these terrains as well. Ooh. So when you're building your tundra farms, they'll now actually be like a grassland instead of. No, uh, they're better. They're better. Have you built a farm on tundra yet? Have you played? No. Like I've, oh. I haven't had a chance to build it on it. Oh, yet. dude, it has four food. Four, four food. food. It there goes from go. one to four. And the farm adds three food total. So it's not pretty plus impressive. two. It's plus two from the original so plus those, one. Uh, so plus three. Those, those famous uh, large uh, Canadian cities in the north. Yes. Yeah, man. Yes. yes. <laughs> man, you get a farming triangle for in, in, in Tundra. Dude, that is an incredible amount. I think it's like seven food each farm. You just build three farms and your like, your city can get up to like how much population is that? Like 15 maybe? 14 from just three farms? Ooh. It's really good. It's not really insignificant. Good. Arguably better than Russia. It I, I actually I would uh that's a good argument now. Yeah. I okay. You win. Yeah, now now Canada isn't just like it's actually like a true tundra tundra ship. Now, yeah. Right? Like so China, so China, um, the dynastic circle. So when completing a wonder now, instead of receiving a random Eureka, I think before it was like from anywhere, right? Like anywhere along the tech tree. Um, now you get the Eureka and inspiration from the era of the wonder that you build. So they used to not even have get a Eureka from building a wonder. So that's that's the new part. Oh, I thought was it or was it like a leader bonus? I think it was Kublai Khan, right? That got the Eureka from, build, from so, building a wonder. Okay. Here we go. Kin Shi Huang, he can use builder charges to the production of ancient and classical era wonders. So he can build wonders faster than anybody in the game in the ancient and classical era because he can put build charges into it. So now, whenever he builds a wonder successfully, he gets a Eureka or an inspiration. And from being China, his inspirations and Eurekas are 10% better than everybody else's in the game. They added the part where if you build a wonder, you get a Eureka. That's the new part. It's a big change, guys. Come on. Yeah. There's no words. What's going on? It's uh, significant. Um, you know, it gives oh, sorry, China that reason. He gets the random Eureka Kublai Khan when he establishes a trading post. My bad. Yes. I thought that was when he built a wonder. My bad. I messed that up. This is a big deal, man. Every wonder. If you're, if you're China... And like you can almost guarantee yourself a lot of the ancient and classical era wonders just from build charges. And then it, you just build wonders every part of the game. That's what you're doing is trying to wonder, 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 wonder. You don't need to build science because you can just get so many Eurekas, maybe a couple. But come on, guys. This is a big yeah, deal. But now, but now Canada is better at building wonders. So they're going to steal all of those from China <laughs> because of work ethic. Well, that and Canada has now got some pretty crazy production and true, the food true. to actually utilize those tiles, right? So I think you're going to see Canada rising to the occasion for culture challenge. And obviously, China's another culture sieve. Uh, so these two are going to they're going to duke it out because uh, China doesn't really other than its early bonuses doesn't have anything intrinsically like. We're great at building wonders, right? Like all they get is the first two well, the eras. charges. Sure, for the first two eras. Yeah, and then after that, there's nothing in like they just have to rely on maybe whatever bonuses they're getting from those wonders. Whereas yeah. Canada, in theory, 
is snowballing, you know, pun intended, um, <laughs> for their pr- productivity and wonder building. So we'll see. And builders still do cost uh, 50 production, right? So like. Yeah, but you can easily, you, there's a there's a card where you can like, there's two economic cards, one where you can get more pr- production towards builders and another one where you can get more production towards wonders. And so both of those stacks, so even when you put the production into wonders, if you have that card, it increases it. And then like you also have more production into builders or you're just prioritizing builders as China. That's kind of what you do. Like you, you, you take a risk. You don't build as much military, but you're just building wonders and builders. It's a trade off. Next, we have France, France. The they changed the Chateau. So the Chateau now uh, gives you plus two culture and plus one gold at base. Uh, it gives you plus one culture for every adjacent wonder, increasing to plus two with flight. And it gives you plus two gold for being next to a river. So there's the catch. It used to be you can only place it next to a river. And you can place as many as you want across the river. Now you can only build it next to bonus or luxury resources. And you can't build them adjacent to each other. It has to be every other tile. So it's both a weird like buff and nerf at the same time because before you could just expand them right like you just spam them like crazy and only along the river that's it the the requirement is it had to be next to a river so now like you i mean i don't know if hypothetically you can build more of these or less of these because since it's next to any bonus resource and any luxury resources those are pretty easy to come it could be anything right like come on you're just you can just put three around each each one it's still a lot so I, I, maybe it's less overall. So like the you get less tourism from it. That's my guess. And then instead you get more. Well, it actually, it has to if it you have to have it next to a river to get the plus two gold. So it's like what plus two culture plus three gold. Yeah, I don't know. It's like both a nerf and a buff. I don't know how to determine this one. It's it's you build less, but they it's, can um, be better. The changes to it make it you need peppermint butler um, level city planning um to like take full advantage of it basically because because <laughs> you also get the bonuses for being next to a wonder mm-hmm. right that's true and so you gotta like plan that out um like which wonders can you build can you build them next to the bonus luxury resources or next to the river as well great zimbabwe great example yeah so you just need to you need to uh uh tap into your inner peppermint butler um and, <laughs> and be able to plan that city around that so uh so let's go go georgia Okay, Sarge. It's all everything everything you could possibly want for now that this high tier meta knight tier sip. Uh <laughs> we got glory to the world, kingdom and faith. No longer receives plus one hundred percent faith for ten turns after declaring a protectorate war. Instead, Combat victories provide faith equal to 50% of the combat strength of the defeated unit. Okay. So what? A warrior is what? 25? 20. 20? 20? So it'd be worth 10 faith? Uh, yeah, 25. I think 25. I think that's right. So. No, 20. 20. Defeated it's unit. 20. 100% 20. I think it is 20. 100%. So maybe we're saying maybe we'll see people take that pantheon. Presuming that defeated unit counts as a barbarian unit counts as defeated unit, that they give you a bonus plus fifty. So you'd be getting, you know, early on that could be a lot of faith very That's rapidly. A lot of faith. Yeah. Especially in a zombie game, if the zombies count. 
Yeah, that that that's that could be a ridiculous amount of faith. Yeah, you, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. And on the zombie mode, you can use that faith to pray for the zombies to go away. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that's what <laughs> perfect do. circle. Uh, I I like anything that's a static bonus over one that you know, like plus hundred faith for ten turns. <laughs> How hard is it to cast a protector at war? Right, like Cassiabelli protector at war. Don't they have to like? be at war with like one of your city states or something like that yeah yeah you have yeah. to sue the city state and then someone has to declare war on the city state and then you have to declare war on the other civ which you don't always want to do but you have to do it for a protectorate war yeah so now they get that 100 percent faith from golden ages so whenever they're in a golden age they get 100 percent faith from their walls so just Maybe. plus eight faith instead of plus four faith essentially still yeah. good still really good still good and that uh, that ability is fun because it'll it lasts the whole game, right? Every time yeah. they're they're getting them, and you know units get stronger. So, yeah, there you go, Georgia. So Germany, well, it's not, not a whole lot here changing for Germany. No. Well, can't you can't change too much with perfection, right? So, um, and so uh, rivers are now a tier five start bias. They used to not have one at all, so they yeah. just like all right, so they just want slightly want more of a river, I guess. Yeah, so now there's a little bit of a chance that they spawn next to river. That makes sense, because, like, there's, like, three major rivers in Germany. <laughs> like, it makes sense to have at least some sort of uh, start bias for, for a river for that reason. Yeah, and plus, when they're, when they're building commercial hubs, right? They want to build commercial hubs because the Hansa, when it's adjacent to a commercial hub, gets plus two adjacency See, I bonus. I look at it. I look at it from a historical perspective. Oh, whether or not it's going yeah. to be historical. <laughs> I look at it from a game perspective. What does it give you? Is it good? Is it good? I appreciate that about you, though. Tier five, <laughs> though, is still pretty low, isn't it? It's very low. It's the lowest tier you can go without having a tier at all. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. Exactly. <laughs> Next, we have Greece. So now uh, they added plus one combat strength for every military policy card that is slotted. This really interesting because you can slot in all of your military ones that give you bonus strength anyway and then you're getting plus one military strength per card so if you slot in if you're in i don't remember what the new monarchy is anymore but the old monarchy with three military (coughs) slots and two wild card if you slot in five military slots plus five combat strength to everything Take that, Simon Bolivar. There's a new powerhouse in this game, and her name is Gorgo. This is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, like even just right off the bat, uh, all things being equal, that plus one, you know, that that's a plus six now for your uh, barbarian attack. But then, you know, wild cards, they get a wild card, I believe, right? They get an extra wild card. They do, yes. Greece gets an extra wild card. If they set that to military policy... They get mm-hmm. this right. So you know, once you get your political philosophy, you're you're easily plus four. You can get plus four to oligarchy, I believe. Two yeah, military yeah, from that, Dude, and then two wow, wild cards. It, like what? That's a Whoa. plus four to all your units, like right away. And then hoplites give you plus ten for having two adjacent to each other, and plus yeah. they're really good anyway. Oh my! Yep. And then you have great general. Oh my God! So what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the math is favoring the Greeks. It would appear this day. 
Uh, and more, and even more reason to grab your wild cards and your extra military slot policies for your your government. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's probably up to a plus ten in the end, something like that. I'm I'm like with authoritarian and and uh, with a couple wonders. Well, yeah, oligarchy gives you like plus four anyway, right? So then plus four from that, and then you're getting plus another plus four from all the cards. That's plus eight, plus eight combat strength in the freaking classical era holy crap dude that's insane yeah gorgo's a force man this is gonna be so tough and this is this is something that scales the whole game, whole game. So. the whole, whole game. game and it just gets better and better and better wow i'm so excited yeah so that should be good to see so this is actually pretty significant uh in hindsight the inca uh the inca and the maya i think are both significant um, so they have three new additions. So first of all, we've got the Kopak Nan. This is a leader ability. Plus one additional productions to mountains when the game reaches the industrial era. So that's pretty cool. Like the that's mountains. Awesome. Yeah, the mountains start at what? Plus plus two. Two. And and three food or something or two food? No, zero food. But every terrace farm you put around it, I think it gives it. Right. One food or two food? Right. That's uh that's not insignificant. That's like that's the a big that's like a plus what 33% bonus basically, right? Um to to your mountain production. Mm-hmm. And if you, you're putting preserves on those too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, preserves, it, baby. it can get pretty that's crazy. Cool. I think this is their reward for taking away the uh, earth goddess or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. This is probably even more significant. So the Inca Terrace Farm now gives you the full housing plus one housing, no longer 0.5. So every Terrace Farm, I think that is important because especially with this being, you know, they've upped the tier for the mountain, but you have a lot of mountains when you're the Inca. So you're not having as much room for those Terrence farms. You don't have as much room for housing. You need housing. And the Inca, to me, they 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 literally live high, right? They're they're mm-hmm. one of the high rise sieves. <laughs> so no no pun intended. Yeah. So I like the that it's a simple give them the housing bonus or they're they can actually get to the size where they're actually utilizing these mountains. So yeah, I think that's not insignificant. I, I for for what the Inca are all about, those are two pretty big advantages. Yeah, that's a big one for sure, for sure. Plus one full full plus one housing. I know, man. You know, so whenever uh, a farm gives you a full housing, it adds up very rapidly. And because they're so, you know, like again, a proper Inca is going to have like what five or six mountain tiles, maybe in any given city like if mm-hmm. it's if it's if it has the bias that it's supposed to that's a lot of tiles you're not you're not able to use at all right mm-hmm. so yeah not insignificant not like japan <laughs> you're skipping that last point for inca there's one more i said that <laughs> i added, i said and when you add to it that the mountains uh are now tier two starting bias right oh so that's what, you that's saying it in there oh. i was saying that like how these all kind of meld together you're okay, you're very bad. likely to have lots and lots of mountains. But yeah, I don't know what their original bias was, but now it's one more closer to having that you surrounded by mountains entirely, like we see every now and then. <laughs> but there's no way that's a start. <laughs> yeah, so for Japan, I, I seem to be I add a lot to the conversation here for all my the ones I'm randomly getting here. So uh, 
Uh, Japan uh, coastals are now a tier three start bias. Um, yay! I, yay! I don't know what they were before. Were they like a tier four? I guess. Or? I honestly have no idea. Just this, this, let's just assume that they made it where they're more likely uh, to spawn to coast. Let's just assume that. And, and Which clap. makes total sense because it, it, it takes advantage of their one advantage, like their one thing, like one of their powers, which is the hurricanes, right? So, yeah, but like their coastal stuff's huge. Their districts get massive if they're by the coast, right? Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Kumai, the Kymer. Uh, that's how I used to pronounce it until I learned it's pronounced Kumai. Oh my god, this is a huge one. This is a huge one. <sighs> I'm most excited about this one. Now, we have the Grand Berets. So what they used to do was they used to give your missionaries the martyr ability. You, you, you would kill them, and they would generate you a relic. However, it was too niche of a, a, a problem, I guess. One, missionaries can't initiate religious combat. So you need to put them in the field and then wait for somebody to then bring an apostle and then kill it. So it was kind of weird. So they got rid of that. Now, I'm sorry, I, I mixed this up last week too. That's the Prasad. I'm just going to go straight to the Prasad. It replaces the temple. It generates plus six faith. And you get 0 0.5 culture for every population. Wow. And... You receive plus 10 tourism per turn in cities with 10 population and with cities with 20 population, you get 20 tourism from the from the from the Prasad. That's significant. And they have so many ways to get to 20 population They have the Grand Berets. Cities with an aqueduct receive plus one amenity from entertainment. They had that before. And this is new. Plus one faith for every production or population so they get plus one faith from every population and 0.5 culture for every population keep this in mind farms provide plus two food if they're adjacent to an aqueduct and plus one faith if adjacent to a holy site so your these farms are even better bigger food right bigger population but wait let's get more into how they can grow their population but wait there's more there's more <laughs> if you call now we'll include this the monasteries of the king. Holy sites are now granted a major adjacency bonus when next to a river. They culture bomb when they're placed. And this is huge. Their food is equal to the adjacency bonus of the faith. So you put down a plus four faith holy site. Boom. Plus four food as well. Just like that. And if it's next to a river, you get plus two housing. So more housing, more food, more population. But wait, there's more. There's more. You pair this up with River Goddess. That's plus two housing and plus two amenities right there. And that's plus four housing overall. Plus two amenities. Plus one if you get an, if an aqueduct. All that population generating all of that faith, all of that culture. And the Kamai is the king of tall sieves now i don't care what you say i can I, I you can one city challenge with kumai probably no problem easy as pie let alone if they get four five six eight cities if they get eight cities just count yourself out they've already won if they get eight cities so wow. they, they went from dumpster fire to grand pumba is that what you're saying oh yeah they're they're grand pumba dude 
Uh, I'm very excited to try them out, uh, especially on the Civ show. I have I, so many ideas, so many ideas that I need to implement. So uh, I call Kamai next time we're playing. Oh, yeah. And uh, right. they're available. Yeah. Yeah. I call Kamai. Noted. So the Congo, their, uh, their Nissus, their relics, artifacts, and sculptors also give plus one faith. And they removed Great Writer from this additional great per- people point. Removed Great Writers from his additional great people points. He used to, he used to generate more Great Writer points. So now they go okay. through that. Okay, so just everything's uh, plus one faith, and then they nerfed it a bit. Uh, so I'm guessing they were finding Congo maybe a little problematic with uh, if they nerfed things slightly, but otherwise didn't change them that much. It sounds like you've never played the Congo. Is this true? Mm, no, I don't think I have. I, I, I just okay. know that you've played them, and they're like crazy culture. This makes sense of why this is not a big deal for you. Yeah, oh, I got it. Right. No, this is a, they, they, it's kind of a, they used to generate like a crazy amount of great people. Right. That's their stick. Like Brazil. Right. Like Brazil and uh, Congo were like the, the great people generation. They would have so many writers, so many musicians, so many artists. So they removed that because like, OK, you guys are earning too much. We're going to take rid, get rid of it. But in return, we'll give you plus one faith additionally to your relics, artifacts and sculptures, which they already get like food production and gold from those three things so now it's like oh and you get another faith that's so that's what that is there you go nice that's the that's thing. awesome <laughs> it's, a, it's a nerf zo sort of it's like a both your it's favorite like it's your favorite civ zo it's your favorite civ oh uh and carl in there saying this helps the ai because it doesn't fill their wild card slots with writings which don't synergize with the rest of the kit is there a crazy yeah i agree it is oh. crazy how much they had sitting around sideways nerf okay that's fair that's fair it's a sideways so um korea uh in the three kingdoms so uh mines now receive plus one science for each adjacent seiwan district and farms also receive plus one food for uh adjacent to the seiwan district as well so kind of um, um boosting their their special district there um one for the science which is what korea is known for and also giving a little bit of extra food probably now just because Wanted to give it a little bit of an extra growth. So I think it'd be very interesting as well. Since you you definitely want to be near mountains, right? As Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. Well, no, no, no. You want, you want no, hills. no, no. They're building camps. They want hills. Hills, yes. right. Yeah, yeah, hills. hills. So, and they want to be isolated next to no other districts. Because that means that you want to be able to... They always wanted to be near hills anyway. So then that takes advantage of that ability. Because you, mm-hmm. you can build a lot of mines. Yep. So now, like, if, if your mine is next to two Seowans, it gets plus two science. It used to only get plus one, no matter how many Seowans it was beside. But now it's for each each adjacent Seowan. So they boosted it, just made it a little bit better. It's a Korea buff, believe it or not. They buffed Korea, guys. They thought they, Korea wasn't good enough. It buffed her. <laughs> so, like, next time when we're playing with uh, OnSpot and you're by yourself on a continent and stuff, Shoot. will your game be better than no. the game that, in that game? Will, will you have Maori out-science you somehow, even though they got their capital taken over and they had to move over right. to the other side of the map? Okay. That's a very <laughs> specific example. No, no, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, no, like, you know what? I, got, I think that was the last time 
other than the one that just happened, uh, me and Zoe were on a team. And yeah, didn't end up well. <laughs> I let Zoe die. I couldn't I, do anything. I, it's three I died. barbs. I couldn't do anything. I'm so sorry, Zoe. <laughs> Turned 50 on online speed, uh, Korea science uh, under 50 class. It's like stat it's standard it's the standard of standard moves for korea so <laughs> just just let it die just let it die okay it's fine yeah i made a mistake just let's move on mapuche mapuche uh Nisibus, why don't you go through mapuche because you haven't read a long one in a bit just just take it it's, it's yours for the Manipuche uh, Tuke, uh, cities with an established government provide plus 5% culture, plus 5% production, and plus 10% combat experience towards all units trained in the city. These numbers are tripled in cities not founded by the Manipuche. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, all cities within nine <laughs> tiles of the city with your governor gain plus four loyalty towards your civilization. Well, that's really nice. <laughs> this is the first time you're reading Mapuche, right? And you never, you didn't, you didn't see the, you didn't watch the video, right? This is like the first time you're reading this? Yeah. I think? Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, keep going. This. This is, they're nuts. Mapuche's nuts. Just keep going. <laughs> okay, that's, that's obviously like uh, take over cities, basically, and yeah. it's going to be hard to to switch loyalty from them. Uh, Swifthawk, plus 10 combat strength when fighting free cities or civilizations that are in golden or heroic ages. Defeating an enemy unit within the borders of an enemy city causes that city to lose 20 loyalty and 40 loyalty if that player is in a golden or heroic age. Wow. 40 <laughs> loyalty. 40. And then lastly, uh, the the Kimimol, uh added plus one production. Yeah. So that also uh, gives you culture equal to 75% of the appeal. And now it gives you plus one production. So it's like, yeah, now it's not like just culture. You get a little bit of something else too. A little bit of production. Here you go. Just make this tile a little bit better. What do you think? What do you think of Mapuchi? This Agnes? So... So, uh, so here's here's like what I, the thing, the mechanism I'm thinking is, right? So just say you're attacking somebody, right? And you're defeating an enemy unit within the borders of an enemy city, right? And it causes mm -hmm. the city to lose loyalty. Is So does that mean like it's possible like while you're sieging a city, you just get it to flip into a free city? No, because it needs to have, it needs to meet two conditions. It needs to meet the condition of having negative loyalty per turn and having zero loyalty. So because it's not having negative loyalty per turn, it will not flip to a free city, even if you keep going with uh, loyalty. It's the same thing with Void Singers. If you do like 20, for whatever reason, 20 uh, cultists on one city in the same turn, it doesn't flip so because it doesn't have negative loyalty. I'm per, guessing per you guys want to like play a game where one of you is Mampucci and then the other person's like Eleanor. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then and so you can lower the so you use Manpuchi kind of like cultists that are like not like awesome cultists basically. And yeah. lower the lower the uh lower the loyalty so then Eleonora can put pressure on the cities and flip them. Yeah. Bingo. Okay. That's the plan. So yeah, we're gonna restart our game with bows. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting, yeah. Uh I wonder how it would actually play out though, like as as you're playing though, right? Like yeah, because just say you're not using with Eleanor, right? So you're making the city lose loyalty. Mm -hmm. I guess it's also that it decreases the city defense strength because the city's becoming unhappy. Not necessarily. So the way loyalty works is just based to your yields. So if you have, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it goes by this. If you have 80 or less loyalty, you lose 25% of all your yields. 
gold, faith, science, culture, food, whatever, everything. Yeah. 20, minus 25%. If it's less than 50, it's less than 50% to all those num- uh, things as well. Less than 75 is 25% to all those. So if you just bash a guy, kill a couple of units, right? Minus 80 loyalty in one turn. Then they're just that production is basically halted for the next turn. It's not going to do anything. So whatever they're producing. So if you're just rolling over units, they can't they can't build reinforcements because you're just rolling it over. So that's what that means. That's why it's significant. So what a what a good defense to that. Um, so you have to think about like when you're boarding the Mampuche, would it make more sense to have like encampments not so much forward, but having them a little bit back towards the city? Because then, because you want as many ranged attacks against them as they're moving in towards the city, right? Yes, you want to. Yeah, you want to. I mean, that's just general practice. I think you want to kill as many units as fast as possible and have no units die. So you just like you, you make sure everyone. Like if they if if Mapuche advances, maybe you just need to back off, right? Just keep backing off and keep shooting with ranged, and that's like your best defense. Yeah, because I'm saying I'm thinking I'm thinking of anything that allows you to have as many ranged attacks. At the same time, would be best, right? Because yeah. you don't want to have your units slam into them and die, right? And so you want to have ranged units or something that can shoot. So having an encampment too far forward is actually bad because yes. it can okay. be surrounded. Yeah, yeah right. So that, I'm just trying to think of defenses of, of to to like to this because interesting, right? Just don't put the encampment towards your empire because if Mapuche does take the city, then he has a free encampment towards your empire. Never. I'm not thinking be, I'm not thinking like it's behind the city, but it's got to be like maybe only two tiles forward as opposed to yeah. like three. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Exactly. All right. So let's let's move on to right, uh, so, yeah, the Maya. it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the Maya has some interesting changes. Uh they their farms now receive plus one production. For every adjacent observatory. So already it's already like boosted food for being adjacent or sorry, a farm next to an observatory boosts the adjacency science to the observatory. Farms also, I think, give plus one or plus two gold for Maya. That's just default. And now farms next to observatories also get plus one production. Then then this is the big change. Non-capital cities within six tiles, within that six-tile range of the Maya's happy zone, we'll call it, the happy zone, uh, they receive a free builder when the city is founded. Fun fact, this stacks with Ancestral Hall. So you can get two builders for just settling one city within six tiles of the Mayan capital. It's pretty big. That's pretty Pretty big. big. Well, the thing about Maya is that like th- so their observatories are not good until you get a builder and in- and build a plantation and build a farm. So they're like, okay, since they're reliant on having a first builder in your city, let's just give it to them for free. And so this boosts Maya. Wow, it's a, it's a significant like this is where like we were trying to plan for Sunday, and I'm like Maya's got to be on this list. Like this is mm-hmm. a significant change um the uh the, specifically the free builder is a significant change the other plus one productions hmm, yeah okay uh the start bias also helps too now that you like very unlikely yeah. to spawn near a coast yeah. right so tier one spawn bias to grass plains uh grass hills and plains hills tier two uh, of plantation luxuries and then all of the trains are tier three and that is to discourage coast spawns. So their coast spawns not even on a tier. 
So it's very unlikely you'll get coast. Very likely you'll end up in the middle with a ton of grass and tons of hills. It's going to be good. I, I So I'm going to choose Maya <laughs> and then when we play the game on Sunday, I'm just going to be like, well, I spawn near coast. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I swear it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, because well, we're going to play a Maya Archipelago, uh, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mongolia, so. Uh, so now the Ordu gives EXP to siege units. I guess that's the uh, special, but that's what it should have already been that, right? Yeah, so yeah, pretty much. Any any cavalry building should be giving experience to uh, building siege units. So I guess that was more of a fix than anything. They fix that, yeah. They say that now. The stable will say bonus to cavalry and siege units. Whereas before that. it was an unwritten thing, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Now it says it. Uh, and here I'll do another short one. Uh, the Netherlands, the Radio Derange. Domestic trade routes provide plus two loyalty, used to be plus one per turn for the starting city. Trade routes sent or received from a foreign civilization grant plus two culture was plus one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was both ways. What? And received? Holy. Netherlands holy goes moly. both ways. You know, they got a, they got it going on. That's like Egypt's ability, but better. In my opinion, they didn't even touch Egypt, which I was surprised. I, I honestly yeah, thought, I thought they, they were would. gonna they were gonna fiddle with uh, Egypt sticks, but they didn't. So yeah, Netherlands and Mongolia. Uh, that's cool for the Netherlands. The stag was through the next two. Next two. So Nubia. So that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's uh, my one of my favorite sibs there. So the Tasseti. Uh, now plus thirty percent production towards ranged units, which is a, a, a nerf, right? So it was fifty percent before. Um, and then the Nubian period uh, pyramid um, increases to plus two faith and plus two food. I think it was plus one each, right? I think it was plus one each. Yeah. 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 So uh, making the pyramid a little bit better. Um, making because honestly, they're a special archer. I would just spam those, right? Yeah, like, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> So that makes sense, the the, the difference in production, because you can build them really fast. <laughs> you build any ranged unit super fast with Nubia. It's insane, man. Yeah. Like, you, it's 50%, and then plus you top that with the other policy card that gives you like 100 When I was playing my game, I was like I was like one turning all the their special archers. In like three of my five cities uh, early in the game, I was one turning their archers. You still can. Like, I think you still can. It's just harder, a little bit harder. And you just like keep shooting at stuff. That's how you win. Build archers, <laughs> shoot at just stuff. Just keep shooting at stuff. Uh, yeah. Blot out the sun with your arrows and then win the game. Um, so the Ottoman Empire is the next one. So the Grand Vizier um, has a plus, uh, plus one uh, governor tile when gunpowder technology is online. That's cool. So, that, that and it's just cool. for him, I'm guessing, right? That like just no, 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 no. Grand Vizier is, is what the ability is called. Yeah, so you just, called you just get a title oh, yeah. that you can assign anywhere. Okay, that's you just cool. research gunpowder. And then the next one, which makes total sense, Niter is now a tier five start bias. So like it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You, you don't get Niter as like the Ottoman Empire. You're kind of screwed like their whole bet. their standard. It, it would almost be like Rome should get like a start bias for iron. Right. Yeah. Everything. True. Everything. Iron, Rome is so does. iron is so common. I know. I'm just like saying, though, like, not spawned. Dude. Right. So you need it for your special unit, like the Yanissary. You need it for that for that unit, the Yanissary to. And they're really yeah. good, too. So. Tier five though is also not like amazing. That's so just, they get one. They get like yeah, one. They'll, and that's they'll, all they need. they'll yeah. be a gunpowder or, or uh, niter. But it would be 
really crappy if you got no niter. <laughs> so next we have Persia. The Paradeza appeal bonus is now reduced to plus one instead of plus two. Eh, whatever. Moving on. Poland. The Lithuanian Union, so they changed it where taking territory from a foreign city with a culture bomb converts it to the majority religion, not only the religion founded by Poland. So it used to be only the religion founded by Poland. Now, if any religion is majority, then the next city will inherit that religion. That's the change that they made to Poland. Not a lot. They're still scrambled all over the place. But hey, now they can spread religion a little bit easier, despite if it's theirs or not. So like, cool. Next, Zoe, Russia. Russia. I told you they're going to help Russia get better by nerfing them. <laughs> yeah. So Mother Russia has reduced the number of free tiles in new cities to five. Oh, no. Oh. It's still like it, it used to be eight. Just so remember, whenever Russia, bloom, they get like tons of culture. That is significant. That's that's a, a that's land, a okay. good nerf. Three three land less. I like that. Uh, that eight bomb is is pretty huge. So good good nerf. And certainly the next one must be a good thing that they're getting. And then the Lavra moved the Great Rider point to the shrine. So now it just doesn't give you Great Rider points. Now it's when you have a shrine, you get your Great Rider points. Mm -hmm. The Great Artist is now been moved to when you have the temple. So you don't just get great writer and artist anymore when you build one building. Now <laughs> it's, you have to upgrade but, to the shrine wait, and then but, upgrade to the temple. But the problem always was that Russia never got enough great writers. Wasn't that? No. Yeah, that was, yeah, that no. was Russia's great. That was their <laughs> real big problem. Uh, and then finally, the great mu musician is only if you're a tier, tier three worship which means that you have either founder a religion or you're worshiping likely you founded a religion because you're effing russia <laughs> and uh and then you have to actually take if you want to get the writers you actually have to take your belief that will uh or founder or whatever that'll get you the tier three building so russia got nerfed <laughs> i think they're pretty good yeah. nerfs too to be honest they're good they're good nerfs they're, they're way more nerfs. fair nerfed yeah way yeah. more fair this just makes so much sense that's like yeah yes, easy fixes change. easy fixes and it's, not even, it's not even like they like nerfed them to the ground where you can't play them right this is like okay that's fair like, yeah, they're still Russia. They're still generate a ton of great Bra people. Like a ton Braxis, of great artists. That's great. Uh, but anti-Russia bias confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the the from eight to five. You it's still significant. Five is not insignificant. You're still more or less getting and it's usually in all directions. So there you go. Good. Excellent. Fantastic. Russia fixed. Uh Scythia. So you're your Kurgans. Plus one faith, plus three gold. Okay, I don't know what it used to make, but now it's plus one faith, plus three gold. Uh, plus one faith for, <coughs> pardon me, each adjacent pastor, becoming plus two when you get stirrups. Okay, so lots of Significant. faith. Significant. Okay, of faith. yeah, for, for each adjacent pastor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Provides tourism with faith after receiving flight. Okay. Uh I don't think that's a significant fix, personally, to Scythia. What? Really? Still seems you don't think pretty, that's enough? 
I what else did oh, to do? Oh, hear me out, hear me out. My problem with Scythia has nothing to do with its power and everything to do with it's an it's a boring sieve to play. Okay. Uh, that's my beef with Scythia. I just find that like after their little initial cavalry perk, it's like, okay, so this is my game now. This is what I'm doing. This is I'm building cavalry now. So I don't know. I just I've always just found them a yawn. As a seven, I'm not saying they're not strong, you know. Yeah, it can be pretty that's strong. Fair. That's fair. That's they just yeah. they just boring. Um, so I don't think Scythia has moved up in my tier list of fun factor, which is the only tier list that matters for Civ. But at least they made the one thing that was really terrible about them not terrible. Yeah, and giving them the gold means because uh, they're going to have Kurgans in all of their cities, Kurgans in all their cities, right? Uh, or they should. That's going to let them actually be able to support this massive army that they've got so you know that's that's at least decent it's still yawn fest for me because great i can oh, i can support more horses <sighs> great <laughs> so scythia more or less unchanged like sure it's better um but it's still a yawn fest for for zoe at least now now nystagmus you can't you cannot say the next one without singing a little song first right about right. your your previous life oh yeah. i got it i yeah. got it you know about your previous remember your previous life but now you no. eat humble pie you don't you don't remember your previous you don't life? remember your unspeakable wife queen lisa nope once don't you remember. were the king of spain now, now you eat humble pie, pie. <laughs> you don't you know um, nystagmus i declare you the ruiner i'm not the ruiner, ruiner. of anything uh but spain so spain's one of the other ones i got pretty a lot of big changes so treasure fleet which is kind of what they're known for uh, when the age of uh, discovery started and um, um, in the early modern era. So fleets and armadas can be formed with mercantilism uh, as opposed to nationalism and mobilization. Uh, trade routes receive plus three gold, plus two faith, and plus one production. Uh, trade routes between multiple continents receive triple these numbers. Triple! Triple! Cities triple! <laughs> Cities not on your original capital's continent received plus twenty five production. <laughs> triple? Did you say triple? <laughs> triple. Nystagmus, you're breaking up. Did you did you say triple? I did. I said it once. <laughs> awesome guys. Um, so you received plus twenty five products production towards districts in a in a and a builder when founded. So you get a builder now if you found cities not on your original. Yeah, uh, on other continents. On other continents. On other continents. Yeah. yeah, on your not on your naughty original capitals continent, um, L S Coral, uh, inquisitors can remove uh, heresy uh, heresy for one extra time. Inquisitors eliminate one hundred percent of the presence of other religions. Combat religious units have plus five combat strength against players following other religions. Huge. So that's that's huge for religious combat. So awesome for them. Um, all rule sets now feature the buffed Gathering Storm version of the mission. So plus two faith. Plus two, uh, two faith. Additionally, plus one food and plus one production if on a different continent than your capital. Plus ooh, one ooh. science for every adjacent campus and holy site. Plus two science once cultural heritage is discovered. And, uh, is discovered. Uh, the loyalty bonus is still rise and fall and gathering storm only. That is crazy, man. So that mission is nuts on another continent. What? Um, wow. And then the other two things are kind of like just removing the coast start bias. And now the geothermal is now a tier three start bias, which I'm not really sure about that, but I guess 
I guess there's so lots geothermal, of... Geothermals only, only happen on continent splits. So they're more likely to spawn near two continents. That's okay. What that, that's, that's what that is. Yeah. Wait, mm. so aren't geothermal also next to volcanoes usually too? No. No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. They are only The logic only goes so far in a continent split. So it's like... Um, it's definitely like Spain is kind of a little bit different. Like they, it looks like they changed one or two little tiny weeny teensy things, and now it's a completely different sieve. Uh, it's completely like, different. Oh my god! It's a complete. So obviously, obviously, I'm joking. Oh, didn't uh, get this that. is like a massive changeover. This is a, a complete facelift. This is possibly the worst sieve in the game. And they've they've now this is yeah now this is like a legit contender like these abilities to me it's it just that they're so multilateral like trade routes all your trade routes being that much better is great um, triple the bonuses like you know already when you're going continent to continent that's already generally a really good trade bonus. Uh, now, mind you, it's these numbers are tripled, right? So it's plus nine, plus two, plus three. But that's still like trade route production is usually pretty small. I think, mm -hmm. honestly, Portugal coming out, they're like, OK, well, Spain and Portugal were like at each other's throats, right? Like you got to have that these two sieves can actually somewhat hold each other at bay. You can't have that Portugal would just dominate Spain if they're actually side by side. Um, I think that had a big that like maybe they remove the the coast start bias because wouldn't like Portugal if they could trade with Spain? Um. <laughs> well, I think because because Spain like before it, before Byzantium and before Portugal, Spain was that like a oh, religious combat, but also naval combat. Um, but then like Portugal came out and it's like oh Portugal's really good at trading. It's like okay, so Spain like. No one's going to pick Spain. Why pick Spain when you pick Portugal? And then yeah. Byzantium came out. Why pick Spain when you can pick Byzantium? So now Spain's like unique. It's it it, it, it turned into its own butterfly. It flourished. And now it's flying away independently, fluttering. Yeah. It's that. <laughs> I don't know. No, these are these are awesome changes. Uh Spain. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing them. So they, you still can't link a religious unit and a combat unit, by the way. Just heads up. What? One of the comments in the in the chat, Nystagmus has a comment start bias. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. I like how that's become a meme. It happened like in one game and now it's a meme. Because you wouldn't pummeled. shut up about it, Nystagmus. It was mean. Uh, the game was mean to me. Was it like triple mean? Triple, triple, Tri triple, triple. Was it triple mean to Stagmus? Triple. It was only double mean, but still, it's, that's still pretty bad. <laughs> next, we have. I'm just gonna cover the next three. Uh, next, we have Samaria. So, Adventures of Enkaidu. Uh, they added a plus five combat strength to units when they and their ally are at war with a common foe. So now you like you want Gilgamesh to be your friend at all times. It's just always bonuses. Bonus uh, combat strength, bonus XP, bonus pillage yields. You and Gilga Bro are best friends. You want to Gilga Bro? Gilga Bro. Next, we have Vietnam. The the tan or the I don't tan. tan I want to say tan. It no longer provides the great general points. <gasps> yeah, that they had to do that. 
<laughs> they had to do that. It was it was silly. It was silly. It was how big. crazy the defense got when you've got all the generals kicking around, um, you know, and and you've got this in every city because you have to have it in every city. Obviously, it's a free district. Like it doesn't it doesn't count against you. You're gonna have this in your city. If you don't have it in your city, well, you don't know the meaning of triple. So yeah, like obviously this is a good thing. But th- it's interesting for a sib that just came out like such a big nerf. You know, it's like Oops. it's not a big nerf. It's not a big yeah, nerf because you I still build a stable. You get so you still build a stable. You get the great general point. It's just not with the unique yeah, building but like anymore. They, That's it. I found that Vietnam stole all the generals very early. They yeah, now get, they can't they do that. Would, and that's now totally they can't fine. do that. That's significant. That's a big shift of power. I think that one little change, uh, I think it's a good change. I'm just saying that it's because it's so new, you know, what was the initial thought? They're like, well, obviously, we'll have this free district generate general points, obviously. Mm. Uh, you know, and and that was not the right move because, yeah, it just, uh, they, I think we did the math, like, wasn't their elephant, like, plus eight or nine movement with the right general Whoa, what? you know plus like two. Well, no like plus three no because it no 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 it could go yeah plus one from the general plus two from a jungle and then general I think jungle plus one default, mobility so plus, okay plus so that's seven plus, movement plus i think one, seven movement seven still i bet you could squeeze another in there um Maybe. you know too easy for already a fantastic sieve it didn't need it they didn't need the general they didn't need it so glad fair. to see it no that's fair and then the Zulu, the last uh, civilization change in this patch, uh, they introduced where their buildings in the Ikonda, their unique encampment, also receive plus two gold and plus one science. Very, very interesting. So the, yeah. does that mean the barracks, the armory, and like the military academy all generate plus two gold and plus one science? So plus six gold, plus three science at the end of that? Like that's, that's good. It's interesting. It, well, it's it, like that's what I was thinking originally. I was thinking about like the military academy. I was like, oh, so this is like going on the theme. It's a little earlier because I don't. Uh, I think the one um, where you get um, ports and um, uh, will give you plus to science. So there's a policy card that lets oh, your free inquiry. Yeah, free yeah, inquiry. Um, that so lets your ports and your yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. There is a red policy card that plus two science for all of your oh um, your seaports, your seaports and military. Yeah, cabins. yeah, yeah. Yes, so yes, I was yes, like, yes, when yes, I yes, saw yes, that, yes. I was like, oh, it's kind of playing on that. But you get a little earlier because I think it's the level two one. It's not the barracks. It's the one that comes after the armory. I think gives it gives it to you. Um, no, the, or maybe well, the military. No, the third academy. one. It's the third one. Military Whichever, academy. Yeah. Seaport. Also the third um, one. Renaissance but some, also the third I one. sometimes will take that if I'm if especially if I'm a domination saver. Oh my god, I got well, I got ten I got ten cities. And yeah, they're they are totally rocking ports and and it can be a significant science bonus. Now this is not super significant, but um it 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 gives them a little bit of play wiggle room you know if they are going domination having that little bit of extra gold lets them support the bigger army and then you know even a plus one science all things being equal early on this is one of the first buildings you're making um you know that it's no you're not going to be science leader but that's going to stop you from falling behind a bit too uh just because you're you're likely every city you build is going to have uh have this building in it right Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it. I like I, I like anything where they say let's put plus two gold on it. I think that's a great idea. 
Okay, so there's we just got through the sieves and like holy crap. Um, we're gonna skim through this part, okay? Sure. We're gonna skim through uh the balanced units. Basically, TLDR. Uh, they rebalance all this combat strength for all of the melee units, so that's a plus ten increment per evolution of of melee unit by default. So like, think of it that way. Uh, they boosted every unique melee unit by three. So everything just got boosted by three. If it's like the Ingao and Beba, the, the unique unit to Congo, the Hippopist for a Alexander plus, it says plus two, but I thought I heard on the stream plus three. Uh, the Immortals actually get a plus five to their melee strength. Wait, yeah, plus yeah, five to their five. melee strength. So they're even stronger. Immortals are stronger? What? Makes Why? sense. Why? What do you mean it makes sense? <laughs> what? Makes they sense. Insane. It makes sense. See, I again, I see it from the historical perspective. Immortals oh, were okay. were actually like super well trained private army of the the emperor in Persia, right? So like they were raised from like they they were taken from like birth to be trained their entire lives to become. Oh, interesting. So kind of like the uh, I don't remember in Game of Thrones like what Grey Worm was a part of uh whatever that was called, right? But like. I was actually hoping that it would make their range strength better because actually what Immortals were known for was their their short bow that they used because they can right. actually shoot like there were like things where they were proving that pe- uh, Immortal soldiers can jump in the air and shoot like three arrows rapid fire with the um with the short bow. And so it was kind of cool like that that kind of thing. But that makes sense. Completely. But then but then wouldn't historically they would have less of a chance like they would be worse at close range combat or like so then historically wouldn't 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 the be worse than swordman be a be a thing no No, because right now they're on they're on equivalent they're equivalent to swordman now in melee strength equivalent yeah it makes sense but their whole thing is that because they can attack with the range they're not taking damage back for that right yeah so and so that's that's their edge so it it was common for like if you were fighting an immortal you like regiment they would shoot at you as you were like running at them Right. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. If you're fighting a swordsman, right, they should be just as strong as a swordsman because they're, they're swordsmen that they can shoot arrows because they're okay. well trained units. There's there's basically uh, shock troopers. Right. Got it. Got it. So they're just the best at everything. They're at yeah. simply they're, the best. There weren't always Better a lot than of them, all the like, rest. <laughs> like there was about I think I think the Persian Empire maintained like an army of like 2000 of them at any given point. Okay. They were like basically right. the they were basically like the the emperor's like um uh personal bodyguard. So I'm getting a confirmation from Carl that the unique anytime there's a unique unit that replaces another unit, it's plus three above the unit it replaces. That's okay. the confirmation. Uh, so that's um, what it is. And the other big one was the samurai. So samurai, I think you can get earlier, right? And in the culture tree, dude. Yeah, feudalism's. Oh no no! Military tactics was culture too. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I gotta. I'll, I'll double check that one second. Yeah. Which which again makes sense historically because samurai were basically like it, the equivalent in Europe would be a knight. So they were they were part of feudal Japan. They were part of feudal Japan's uh, hierarchy. Samurai were. So it makes sense that they would be unlocked with feudalism. I'm not. I I know that probably wasn't like the historical context that they wanted to do it, but that I, that makes cool sense for me in my head when I see it. So military tactics, 
Feudalisms in the medieval era, military tactics was a science. Yeah, military tactics is a science. And that was when you got the pikemen. So now they moved it to the culture tree. There you go. Samurai, get it with culture. Okay, interesting. Wow. Anyway, that's... We're going to skip through that part. Uh, we're going to... The range, they made them better. Uh, they made yeah. the machine, machine gun guns are better. useful now. <laughs> then we have the siege units. So catapults are a little bit better on melee by two. So they're 25 instead of 23. The domri, which is what the replaces the trebuchet, is actually kind of significantly better than the trebuchet. 40 melee strength instead of 33. And the bombard's a little bit stronger. And the rocket artillery is also a little bit stronger. Uh, do you want me to keep going? Or does anyone else want to take over for anti-cat? Okay, anti so pikemen, uh, they're a little bit stronger by four. So 45 instead of 41. Uh, the MP, which um, is like the Zulu's unique unit. So they are actually stronger as well. Um, the eight, the at crew, um, they're increased as well, which I like too, cause I didn't really use them a whole lot either. Um, the modern at crew also increased and the hoplite. So the hoplite got a boost as well. in, in addition to all oh the other God, stuff that Greece gets. So Jesus, awesome. Dude. Um, <laughs> I like how everything hoplite just got needed it. Moy. It needed it. Every, almost oh, everything's yeah, stronger. Like every unit is basically stronger by a little bit. Um, which is awesome. Okay, chat's telling me to go back to the Berserker. Hold on. This got changed, too. This is Norway's unique unit. So the combat strength was 40. Now it's 48. Huge difference. And then it gets minus 5 combat strength when defending. Uh, it only applies to melee attacks. So when they get attacked by ranged, they're still really good. Actually, yeah, that's a big change. Holy crap. Holy smokes. These to be glass cannons. They, they can do a lot of damage, but they take a lot of damage. Now they don't take as much as they did. Okay, and they, Berserkers. And they, do, and they do more damage now. They do a significant amount more damage. Like 48 instead of 40. That's huge, it's, That man. is a lot. That's almost like a 25% increase. 20% increase. And uh, I think for the light cavalry, the most important unit in the entire thing is the Mountie. Um, Mountie now <laughs> yeah, has a combat strength of 62 instead of 60 um, and has an additional national park charge and it costs uh, almost half as much as it used to so that's kind of cool almost you know, half what it's, it's it rounded it's 300 instead of 400 well I, I round like if it's a 290 so it's it's a it's like a 35% decrease or 38% decrease okay fine I'll give you that so it's closer to 50% than it is the other way around Right. Okay, 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 fine, fine. Um, so sure. that's pretty cool. Are you gonna build national parks? Both of you? I don't know if any of you build national parks. Nope. They don't exist you know in how? my world. No. Do you actually not know how? I know how to build a national park, okay? I just choose not to build them. <laughs> Can I challenge that? You build a natural park on a diamond tile, so like where there's like four tiles beside each other that are uh, un untouched by stuff uh, within your territory. Four identical things. Okay, so four is mountains. That is, is that the only requirement? Forests. You can build them on any tile. Otherwise, um, can't be developed. Can't have anything on them. Have to be within your empire. I don't know. Any other anything it's else is insignificant. Appeal, right. <laughs> so. Charming or breathtaking appeal only. 
And all four of those tiles need to be within one city. They cannot yeah. be split between two cities. There you go. Boom. So already super well. hard. Big deal. whoop do you do? <laughs> so this is a big deal, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is a huge two national parks from a melee or not melee from a military unit. You can build military and get culture and get tourism. And they change tourism. We can go through that later. Not that is, you is the Mountie so, but really the rest a military of the unit though. Like it's, yes. it's a military well, unit in the game, but is it really a military? You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all know no, what no, it no. really is. <laughs> uh, what about the heavy cavalry? Anything unique uh, here? The, the Varu doesn't upgrade to uh, a tank anymore. You can't turn elephants into tanks. Oh, uh, well, okay. So the, you you could turn them into the next step, and then from that next step, you could turn them into tanks. So the you could you can you don't have to skip a step anymore with the Varu. Uh, actually, no, this is significant. The winged, winged SR, holy crap. The combat strength was increased to 64. It was 55 before. They increased it by nine. Nine. And it's unlocked with mercantilism instead of mercenary. It, it, I think that's it earlier. It takes longer too. to build them, though. It takes, uh, like, it takes like 20%. And the maintenance was increased. Oh, interesting. A sideways movement. So they're more expensive. Okay, so they, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's fine. I think um, they come at a better time. So they make them better. Uh, I think they'll last longer. I remember when I played Poland, I just I felt like the Winged Hussars didn't last long enough. So I think that's a really good change. Yeah, before really they're out tech, right? So. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, let's look for the next most important thing. Where are the warrior monks? Oh, there they are. <laughs> this is significant. This is, I think, I think Carl stepped in and was like, guys, I got to prove to Moy that these things are great. Wait, we got it? a, it's a plus five. It's under, it's under have, uh, other. They're, they're, they have 40 oh, strength instead of 35. 40 now. strength. Yeah. yeah. Let's plus go. five. You know, if, if you're the Greeks with oh uh, God, all Greeks. your policy cards and then if you go the religious game and uh, yeah, they might just be the most powerful unit in the game. Uh, just to point out though, uh, Chad is pointing out, um, winged Tessars come later, not earlier. Yeah, I think that's why they're better. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's why they have like a significant in combat. So you just get, you get them later. So you get them after Pikeman, I guess. So that, so they, they should hypothetically defeat Pikeman. I like that change. But back to the warrior monk. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Anyway, <laughs> they're terrible. I still think they're going to be terrible, but at least, <laughs> at least they can sustain. I think they can sustain. So like if you do this to kill your closest neighbor and you upgrade to upgrade these warrior monks, the upgrades on these are really good. So hoping maybe we can, uh, I can, I could show how good they are. I'm hoping. Uh, we're going to go to the general gameplay fixes. Anything important in here? Not really. Oh, Just this is a, a lot one. of these issues. This is the big one. I, this, I felt this one all the time. Idle governors now must be addressed before advancing to your next turn. Thank God. I don't know about you guys. If my if 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 I neutral if somebody neutralized my governor. I wasn't putting that governor yeah, back until usually. I got another title. I or, totally forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, you just forget about it. <laughs> I, I found to be very common. Yeah, people also mentioned the other big one is the U-boat doesn't need oil anymore. That is big. That's a U-boat buff, baby. Hey. 
There you go, Germany. Knew you get the buff you needed. <laughs> uh, anything else in here? No. Okay. I'm gonna. We're gonna keep going. This is big. This is a big one. And I would like to. Uh, so, actually, you explain this one. Tourism updates. Please go through the tourism updates. <laughs> you want me to go through the tourism updates? I I do. And I want okay. you to explain to me why it's significant. All right. So, culture cultural domination. The term has been clarified in cultural victory section of the world rankings and civilopedia cultural di uh, domination provides ongoing effects and they are as follows international trade routes to foreign cities you culturally dominate pl provide plus four gold spy missions in foreign cities you culturally dominate are 50 percent faster to complete your citizens exert 25 percent more loyalty pressure on foreign cities you culturally dominate so now they've taken domination of culture and they said well let's apply you know instead of conquering their cities with your armies you're conquering them with your culture you should get a little a little wet your beak a little as it were mm -hmm. and that's exactly what they've done so there you go. Makes it makes culture victory a little easier to understand for those of us that uh, what? don't want to. What do you to. mean? What? How is it easier to understand? Because now you have something to shoot for. It's like, oh, I want that cultural domination for all oh. these perks that I'm getting. And not because okay. it's a poorly assembled Frankenstein of a win condition. So I've been asked to ask you, are you going to learn how to win a culture victory now with this change? You've been asked to ask me who asked you I that. Uh, I'm going to name them nameless. I uh, well, because Canada has been so significantly affected, you know, Canada is a culture sieve. So um, that that should answer your question. <laughs> OK, sure. <laughs> uh, let's what else is significant in this pack? Oh, they. um. They nerfed Himiko. Uh, Bose is very sad about this. Oh, and man. they uh, they nerfed Simbad too. They did. They did nerf Simbad. Two hundred gold instead of three hundred uh, for naval rating, and four hundred gold instead of five hundred for discovering a new continent. That's what Simbad's changes are. Uh, what else in here? Uh, vampires don't get the benefit of ignored walls uh, adjacent to siege yeah. towers. I noticed that. I, I noticed they didn't get the, they don't they don't get it from battering rams. Even before this patch, they never got it from battering rams. And so I guess changing the bat uh, the siege tower I guess is now in line with what they wanted to do with the vampires. So I I guess that's a good change, but I'm sad about it. We have next. I think. Oh, okay. Do you want to just go straight to AI right at the end? Sure. Yeah, right. that's important for me because I was I I got really pissed about that. Go one for it. This is this is all you, yeah, buddy. So all you uh, improved ability for naval units to heal, so they'll actually do it. Um, cities will no longer build ships for future operations if they're on a lake. Thank God. Like I don't know if I remember. This is back in the this is like the uh, the old days in the Civ show, man. We played a game. It was it, we were we were trying to like you know play a multiplayer game, and we had us have an ally. I got Harold from Norway, and he didn't spawn on the coast. I don't know why. Um, and he spawned near lakes, and he kept building cities near lakes, even though he had coast that was near him to spawn. And all he did was build longboats in lakes to go nowhere. 
Um, so that he was. Meanwhile, uh, Zoe's ally, Pericles, won the game all by himself. So that was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you don't like these lake boats? You don't like your ally building lake boats all game? Come on. Really? Oh Day God, 80 he, level AI building lake was, boats all he game? So, he was such a useless AI uh, <laughs> uh, ally. It was so bad. <laughs> uh, and lastly, they increased the desire for districts and improvements. Those are all the significant changes in this april update there's a lot to go through if you want to go through them yourself there will be a link in the show notes and in the youtube description if you're watching this on youtube anything else you guys want to mention before we wrap it up uh just that like obviously reading it doesn't do it justice you have to get out there and play um and uh try everything out and and see how everything works um like yeah we didn't even talk about like barbarian clans is like what like 50 fixes that they've they've added to it um, yeah, yeah yeah so i think we you just get out there and play obviously that's the point um and then uh figure it out for yourself uh but yeah some of these obviously are going to have a bigger impact like camera now is you know seemingly playable um so we'll we'll see how that works out uh as i believe on sunday we're gonna have a short list of possible plays so uh yeah looking forward to seeing just how the rollout like how does the community respond to this how does um you know civ league and stuff respond to this how will this affect stuff when when you have the the ten thousand game factor where you just have these all these people playing um so yeah we'll have to wait and see but significant um, and I'm sure that it was play tested very thoroughly and there there were no little things that anyone will catch playing it the tens of thousands of times. So well done. Uh, <laughs> well done, Civ team. <laughs> there is a unwritten uh, addition to the game. I don't know if you guys heard of this. You can pet the dog. You can civilization. you can pet the dog. I, I heard I heard this. You build a scout. You open up the additional things, like how you delete a unit and auto explore. And there's an option to pet the dog with your scout. There you go. Um, wow. I think that's Best what we've all, all needed. Uh, all it was this time. really funny, though. So Kevin Schultz released the emails, his emails that he emailed like the design team two years ago. Asking if, hey, can you add something where we can pet the dog? This was in 2019. And it finally got implemented. <laughs> That's all it took? Can't pet the cat, though. Years. No one can pet the cat. You can never pet the cat. Don't ever pet the cat. There is no petting of the cat. There shall be no petting of the cat. No, that's not, that's not a joke either. Yeah, you, you, If you have the cat mod, you can't pet the cat. Like it says, like no, you, no one, nobody pets cats. That's what it says, I think, or something like that, or like only psychopaths uh, pet cats. I don't think it says that. I think I think the email said that, but it's true. Can't pet the cat, but you can pet the dog. Fun fact. Word, words to live by, people. You can't pet the cat, but you can pet the dog. And that's so, uh, that's it for tonight. Take it away. So uh, speaking of taking it away and cats in trees and cats eating birds, 
Uh, Moy, why don't you tell us about that nest you've been growing? The nest we've been growing, it's four. We have 400 followers on Twitter. Did you know that? That's a lot of followers on Twitter. That's pretty crazy. It's more than from zero, from zero a year ago. I don't, I don't like, know if you know on. this, but we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. People know us. Anyways, if you haven't followed our Twitter, you, you you should. It's where you can get all your civilization and the Civ Show updates. We wanna you wanna know what we're doing on our weekly basis. Follow us on Twitter at the Civ Show. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Nystagmus, I hear you've been capturing the little birds that are falling out of Moy's nests and putting them into little test tubes. How's that working? Yes, uh, they're working great, as well as you can imagine putting birds into test tubes work. Uh, you can check out us on <laughs> our YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, if you miss our streams, never fear. You can always check them out. All the VODs are uploaded to our YouTube channel. Um, we also have other um uh, great content that you can check out as well so we have the raising reviews with uh with zoe moi does reaction videos on almost everything in the civilization community and i have i promise my better know leader series that's continuing it has not gone away i'm just uh taking my time with the next episode so definitely check that out give us a subscribe and ring the bell ring that bell ring that you know uh speaking of ringing that bell uh, I just want to say, uh, boys, it's it's a pleasure being back in good company. Uh, it's been a long time since the three of us have all been together, I feel. Um, so very, very good. And looking forward to uh, our, our, our games moving forward. Uh, and I believe on Sunday we have Peppermint Butler on the show. So Absolutely, uh, yeah. that's going to be a good time. So just uh, I know... With school and illness and all that stuff, it's I've been a crazy time, but it feels great being back in in the seat with you too. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, speaking of being back in the seat, though, if you're looking for the more intimate connection to the Civ Show, you can join us on our Discord. It is the watering hole of the Civ Show community. From pet pics to civ chat to everything in between. Great bunch of people. Uh, best friends you'll ever meet. Okay, join us on our Discord. And then, of course, uh, in theory, we've been kind of hiatus with this, but we're going to get back in the groove now that BC's figured out its uh, internet issues. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we've now have five days of civ show fun for you. The week begins on Sundays at 1030 or sorry, at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Whoa, yeah, I know. Eh? Um, here on Twitch TV. Uh, then we've got afternoon tea with Nystagmus Mondays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good morning amenities with yours truly. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. And then, of course, Moy at night in the night believe it or not 7 p.m eastern standard time wednesday evenings and then our weeks wrap up here on the civ podcast where we suck so you don't have to i hope you enjoyed our cast today of all of these updates and uh beyond that i believe we'll see everybody on sunday 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 uh as we raid foibles Everyone loves foibles. So thanks again, everybody. Say goodnight, boys. Good night. Good night.